just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. What's happening, guys? It's time for another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your favourite tutor, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is your favourite men's interview, interest and improvement website, where I quiz the experts to find out the hacks, tips, methods and protocols that you can implement in your own life to take it to the next level and live happier, healthier, wealthier, sexier and so much more. Today I'm speaking to Red Bull Cliff Diver, former Circle of the Soleil star and proud mother of three, Lasanne Richard. Lasanne does some amazing and breathtaking dives and regularly lands on the podium despite living a very busy life, so I had to get her on the show and find out what her secrets were. In this interview, we discuss cliff diving, overcoming fear and anxiety, how to learn extremely complicated dives, and so much more. Lasanne is full of energy and blows away a lot of the excuses you may have had of why you can't transform your life right now. Listen to Lasan and see how you could soon dive off the cliff of excuses and get the perfect 10 life of your dreams. And no, I won't apologise for that pun. Now let's get to the interview. So thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule. But for those people who maybe don't know who you are and you know maybe don't recognise the name, can you just give a quick introduction about who you are and uh, why you're well known? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you to uh, guest me uh, here. I'm really happy being part of this. And yeah, my name is Lisanne Richard. I'm a Canadian high diver. Uh, I'm also a mom of three. And I was a circus artist before. And now for the last few years, I'm really uh, focused into high diving. I won, um, I won gold often on the international with the FINA World Cup and Red Bull Cliff Diving and lots of podiums. So uh, uh, I had great success in those last year in high diving and I just want to keep improve and improve and keep doing the sport that I like. Yeah, I mean, you've had quite an unusual career. Now, we get a lot of women who say, oh, I could never do that, you know, the... Um, and I think it's really unfair that like a lot of girls are taught, you know, like that they should be mothers, they should be married and stuff like that. And it's really, it's really um, disrespectful that they're not allowed to kind of like, you know, promoted and told to go for their gold and um, their dreams. And that. So how did you get into high diving? How did you get into like the Circus de Because these are kind of like career paths that people might be interested as kids, but they kind of... You know they fall they fall away from. So how how did you get into that as a kid? Actually, I start diving by accident because I was uh, my parents wanted to put me into a swimming class, and there were no place in my age group, so they just put me in diving instead. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I fell in love with the sport, and I I kind of never stopped diving. You know, and I when I was young, I saw a high diving show. And I really had the feeling that I knew I'm going to do it later. It was a goal, but it was also an evidence for me. Uh, then I really wanted to do this. But at one point, I stopped diving and I wanted to do more circus. So I focused on 
preparing myself for the audition for National Circus School in Montreal, which is a really great circus school. Then after this, I, I got uh, I got the place at school, and it was a really uh, uh, hardworking formation. But at the end of the school, I got hired by Cirque du Soleil, and at one point, I was really uh, proud about what I accomplished in circus, and I felt that I needed a new challenge. Then it's there that came back to my mind that I really wanted to be a high diver, you know. So I started to train again for diving and I got the chance to join the competition. And what's about this sport now is really interesting because this sport is developing so much. And for the women, we have more and more women involved into it and we're pushing the limit and bringing the sport to a higher level. And my feeling about some sometimes there is stuff that we would like to do, but we do not really take the chance to doing it. I think the main point is really being focused on what do you need to do? What do you want to do to be happy in your life? And if it is really this, you have to find a way to make it possible. It's not simple, for sure. Working at Cirque Soleil was awesome, but also uh, a lot of job and complicated to challenge with the family, like being a high diver. But this is really what I want to do. And as a mom, which is really important for me, I think the main priority for me to being a good mom is to be happy about my life. And I really enjoy that my kid can know if you want something, this is possible. Nothing is impossible. You just have to to work hard and stay focused and have a well-balanced life and be positive and everything is possible. So I really enjoy having the possibility of being a great model for my kid and I really enjoy all the help that I receive because this is really uh, teamwork to be able to do this my husband really nice and helped me a lot for, for with the kid and the family and the travel that's are involved and my parents taking care of the kid too so and all my coach like there's so much people that help me into my project but I feel that people um, are interested to help me because I really know what I want to do. So this is kind of contagious because we all want this together. And this is a teamwork. And as a team, we succeed. No, that's a brilliant answer. I love how you know you mentioned there about being a role model for your children, how you talked about you know to be the best like parent for your child uh you know you have to be happy in your own life and i think we sometimes forget that that for people who have children we think that we have to provide for them 100 percent and forget about our own lives and sometimes that's the worst thing you know if we're not happy we we are not our our true selves for our children so were you always quite an adventurous child did you you know what were you like as a kid did you quite like going in and uh climbing the trees and going out and swimming in the ponds and stuff like that or were you kind of you know like how did you kind of get into this as a kid you know was there something that kind of you liked about the diving about the circus stuff you know did you get maybe go to a circus as a kid or you know it just is yeah oh sorry oh no sorry <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what, what was the what was the kind of defining moment? Can you remember a time that you thought that's what I want to do? Because it's such an unusual sport to get into, you know. 
Yeah, it's really when I saw the high diving show in an attraction park that I realized I really wanted to do this. And for circus, it's really when I saw a Cirque du Soleil show. But it was all um, inside of me, you know, because being a kid, I was always uh, building some show and wanted my parents to always look at the, the show and all their friends, like we really organized doing shows. And also I was really a tomboy and brave and I always wanted to play with the guy and do some gutsy thing that needed courage and so so the superhero side of high diving was really calling me we kind of play like we are superhero and we can fly and and this was really part of my character since I was a kid my mom was always scared because I I was always climbing and doing dangerous stuff but it was really inside of me and I already like knew myself and knew how to do but yeah at the beginning they were afraid my parents but at one point they realized okay she's like this <laughs> <laughs> no you, you do some amazing things um some of the you know the highlight footage I've seen of you is just it's mind-boggling just the, the twists and the turns you know the degree of like like difficulty that you can put into your dives and it's just looking down from the top is scary but to actually think you're competing against other world-class athletes you know you're diving off a cliff into like uh, natural water you know how what do you think about when you're on top of that diving platform you know do you get nervous still or you know have you got a mantra or a way of kind of like overcoming fear Actually, yeah. yes, there is always some fear because we have to respect that fear. This is a dangerous sport that we are doing. So I let space for the fear. Like when I arrive at the competition place for the first time, I always go on the platform and I'm not ready to dive. I just take the time to let the fear go and like I'll take the visual and getting more comfortable. Then after, when I come back on the platform and I'm ready to dive, there is no place for fear anymore. This is just the well preparation and the concentration, but there's a lot of visualization and there's a long process that can bring me to be concentrated without being uh, interrupted by my fear. But yeah, there's always, we need this fear. I love this fear. This is also a part of the sport that I'm I'm in love with because I, I like to I like to fight against the fear and be stronger than the fear. So there's a link with the attachment with the sport. No, I love I love the way that you look at the fear as not something to be scared of and to stop you doing things. It kind of motivates you and drives you through. So, I mean, do you get that every single time you're on a platform? Do you look forward to that now? Is that the kind of moment that you know that you kind of switch into your performer side of you you know you move away from the mother side you move into the you feel the fear and you think right i'm just going to go and do it and that gets you into the high diving style version of yourself yeah there's really like the key is confidence to do well in high diving so when you're there right before to do your dive you have to be more confident than afraid. So it's all linked with the mental preparation. We have some little routine before and some key world. So I know what I have to think about. So my mind is already busy with something really planned. 
So there's no place to be interrupted by the fear. But for sure, for the harder dive, there is more stress uh, or an excitation going on. And for the new dives, this is really the the hard part in high diving when you have to learn a new dive because you don't know exactly how it's going to be before doing it. You know, at one point with the dive that we already know, we can kind of put ourselves in a comfort zone because by visualization, we can really recognize what we're going to see, how it's going to be, how we're going to feel. But when you start a new dive, you have a good idea, but it's never exactly the same thing as doing it for real. So the first time we do a new dive is really more challenging. Because some of the dives that you do are just mind-blowing. You know, you you rotate, you twist, you back, like, you know, there's different levels of somersaults and rotations and stuff like that. So can you go into a little bit about how you would train for something like that? You know, you mentioned there about doing a new dive, for example. So if you have a competition coming up and your coach said to you, okay, we're going to try this new dive, how would you go about planning it? You know, does it is it something that you can do in a couple of weeks? Do you go to, like, the gymnastics, like, area and work on that, jumping into pads or stuff like that? Or... Do you, you know, how, how do you go about implementing a new dive into your skill? Because you do some phenomenal things, but how, how do you learn, su- you know, such amazing feats? Yeah, it's it's true that the sport is so much improving that even the hard dive that I am doing uh, won't be the hardest anymore this year. So I really have to work hard and bring up something new if I still want to be in the top level high diver in the world. I can never sit on what I did before because we progress so fast. All the girls progress so fast that I have to work hard for sure. But learning a new dive, if if it is an easy dive, like a basic dive, it can be really fast. As soon as you have it on your mind, you do a couple of exercise on five meter, seven meter platform. Then if you see it well, you could you can go. Uh, I work on a new dive for the first competition of the year. Now I'm going to try uh, try it for the first time uh, after tomorrow. But I'm not that much stressed about this dive because this is a um, physically easy dive. So I know everything's going to be all right and I can learn it fast. But for the new optional dive, when we spin more, we twist more, this is years of work to be able to making it because we first have to be able to do every step on the lower platform level and for me my my diving background is not really big like i did diving as a kid after i stopped for 20 years before to start again for high diving so i really need to work on my regular diving for the uh, educative be ready before to go up because my mind is already ready for that big dive since three years. There's a dive I want to do since three years, but my body do not do everything that I would like to, to be able to do it safely. So we always have to wait. I have to work on, for sure, the visualization, but that part is ready. But I also have to, to be stronger, jump higher. So there's a lot of gym work, physical prep work. And after I need a more efficient twisting technique, so there's a lot of, uh, we do a twisting belt on dry land in diving, and we do also uh, a lot of educative on the other platform. Then when everything's going to be ready, 
I will finally do that dive. But, you know, it's a long process, already three years yet, and I'm, I won't do it at the beginning of this year. But it's so important to be safe and that everything's almost perfect before we decide to go up for a new dive that I rather take my time and it's going to be more safe when I'm going to be ready to do it. And it's going to be already good after not that much repetition because all the repetitions going to be done with every step. So I have to be patient. At one point, it's going to arrive. But also, I do not have 20 years old anymore. So this is also harder to gain uh, in strength, uh, in jumping. Uh, everything is a little more work for me now because I'm close to 40 than when I was close to 20. So I have to be more patient about this too for my progression. Well, you certainly do not dive like somebody that's losing their touch. You know, you you look fantastic. You're, you know, when I watch you, it's like you, it's like you're doing this just to ease. You know, there's there's no struggle, and it's amazing to think that you've spent three years working on a dive, and you know, you break it down into its individual components, and you build it up at the different levels, and you know, you've you mentioned there about visualization. How big a, a, a part of that is, you know, pl- thinking this out in your head and seeing the dive and things like that? You know, do you do things like meditation? Do you work on like just sitting, thinking about the dive and practicing it in your head? You know, when you're maybe doing the dishes or when you're maybe driving to and from training, you know, how, how do you add visualization training into your, like your, typical training week yeah actually i do some meditation since uh, two years and it really helped me to be more efficient in everything actually because i'm really more into the the mindfulness and the present moment so even in my diving each dive i feel that i have a bigger capacity to improve the dive because i really mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more focused and it also helped my visual visualization that is really effective like for me, it can take only three seconds to do a dive in my head. So I can do at any moment in the day, like when I do some stretching, I can do my visualization. Uh, if I just take a break and rest a little, I can do my visualization. So it's really often in the day. I do not have an exactly time that I always making it, except in competition. But in my regular life is is really often so it, it's part of my routine as soon as I find a little time I'm doing it I love how you use like the you know the dive can be that quick that you can sit and make it into your daily routine you know that you're you've done it so many times in your head that when you come to the platform you can just smash the dive you know you can be amazing because you know you've done it you you can just do it. So what goes through your mind when you dive? Do you sit and think about like, oh, I need to pull my shoulder in here, I need to twist here, or are you just using muscle memory and you just go for it? Do you even have a chance to think in that kind of time? Yes, actually that's really interesting because since since I'm more calm, I feel a kind of a slow motion in the air. It's like I really can um, be aware of every little detail in the dive, so I have more time to think. 
but also uh, we really have to decide on what we focus because it's still fast. It's only three seconds. And there is something that we do not have to think about because it's always right. So we really have to think about our main challenge in the dive. There's a part that I always think about the takeoff, and this is a key word for my takeoff. And it changed uh, it changed depending of the dives that I do, and it's also changed depending of what are we working on. Because sometime for a year I had one keyword, and now it's really recorded into myself, so I can switch to another. And I have also a keyword for the middle of the dive and a keyword for the end of the dive. So there's only three things to think about. But really, in the air, I realized that I have time to think about it and to react. And in the air, the main thing, except those keywords, is really the visual. For us, we really have to be aware about what we see because it helps us to be sure to be on the feet and completely vertical. And it's also helped us to be safe because in high diving, there is no really possibility of big mistake. We really need to be on the feet completely vertical if we do not want to hurt. So... As it's more slow motion for me now, there's a longer time that I can see the water at, at the end of the dive. So it really helped me to be more consistent in the quality of my entrance in the water. And could you tell us what like a keyword that you would use uh, or are these kind of sort of personal things that you want to keep to yourself? No, no, I could say it. I'm going to do with, uh, with one of my... Uh, basic dive one of the the two easiest that i compete because we have to do two easy dive and two harder so for the basic dive by example double with a half twist uh, my first keyword is just the letter t because if i think the letter t i know what it means it means some action like the head has to stay straight and the arm make a t (laughs) then after i think about over I just say over in my head because it helped me to get a better pike. If I think about over, I go over my leg instead of grab it right away. So the pike is more close. Then after I say uh, flex because I think about the position of my feet right before to enter in the water. So it's really like weird if somebody else wouldn't understand but for me this is what i have to say to well understand myself <laughs> that's uh, that is amazing because when when i watch your videos i think how you know it's like three seconds it just flies and it's like how do you even like remember to add that twist and that somersault and it's it's you make it look so graceful and so beautiful and you know it's so technical I, it's really hard for somebody who's not done that kind of thing to understand, you know, to overcome the fear and to to even just have the capacity to think of these thoughts in their head and go, T, you know, over. By the time I even thought about what my word was, I probably already finished the dive. So has this always been like this for you or do you need to just do it over and over to get to that scene where you slow it down and you can actually think it in super slow motion, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think it's really with the experience, my my brain starts to be in another mode when I dive. Because I still can feel the slow motion, even in, in some dives that I didn't do that much often. But for sure, 
more we do, more is easy for the visualization. And the slow motion is kind of longer with dive that we did really often. But this is also like a mindset that we can use for thing, for something new. And even if when we look at it, it looks really complicated, the solution is really to take, think it really simple. It's We only need to focus on few things and it can make it work. If we think about too much thing, we're going to be lost. It's really to be aware and to be well prepared and confident and keep it simple. Yeah, I love how your outlook on it. It's so it's so refreshing to see like that how you break it down, how you look at the mental aspect of it as well as the physical, how you've set up different things to overcome the, you know, what most people would perceive as the thing that would stop them doing it, like the the fear try to remember it all and you know it's great to see the systems that you put in place and how you've built in kind of rituals and routines that have really helped you so can you think of a small change that you've made to your training that has given you the biggest improvement you know has it been working with a particular coach or you know implementing strength training or kettlebells or something you know has there been a little thing that you've done that's given you a big change or a big improvement in your performance? Yeah, actually, there's a lot. I think the the secret to make it really well is to have a lot of little improvements. You know, I work with a, a mental, physical uh, preparation specialist, so it really helped me. But I also work with an acupuncturist, so my body is always fresh. I do not keep like little thing that could become an injury, we always right away put it away so the body is always ready and the more rest because acupuncture has so much benefit for the health. So it helped me so much also. And the communication with my coach, it's been a couple of years that I'm working with him now and we just keep improving our communication because we know more each other. So you really know what to tell me that helped me doing it well. And also we start to have a, a system because he's not in competition with me. And sometimes I was feeling lost, like everything I've trained, I, I'm not sure I remember it well when he wasn't there. But we do some Skype appointment. When I'm on competition, we still uh, talk and I film the dive and I send him and we talk about the dive together. So it gave me also more confidence. So there's really a lot of things in my life that I try to organize better to be able to benefit as much as possible as the chance that I have doing high diving. I'm so lucky doing it and I want to make it well. And it's by thinking every little detail that it's become a complete uh, portrait. And at this point, when everything's in place, there is the possibility to do well and feel better and keep improving. Just want to have a quick break here to remind you about the affiliate deals and special offers that I currently have. If you want to go and find out more, please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. I've set up some awesome deals with some amazing companies. There's so many special offers there, listener exclusive deals, discount codes and so much more. There's companies like Under Armour, 
Blinkist, there's companies like Gainsbox, Geeky Sex Toys. There's something there for everybody. It doesn't matter what you're into, what you need. There's a special offer and there's a discount code there for you. Mankind, for example, does amazing grooming products. There's Me Andes. There's Mr. Skin, if you're wanting to get a bit more XXX there. There's Onnit.com, Real Social Dynamics. There's a Fantasy Box Company. There's a Protein Works. Really, there is something there for everybody. It can be a gift. It can be something for you. You can treat the somebody in your life or treat yourself. All I get in return is a small commission from the company you purchase from. This doesn't affect the price you pay. I get no data on the sales. And all I do is put the money back into making this the best product I can. So, again, if you want to find out more and abuse my discount codes, listener special offers, etc., go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. And now, enough waffle from me. Let's get you back to the interview. So say you have a competition coming up, maybe in like you say three months or something, how would you set up a training schedule? You know, do you work with a coach all the time leading up to it or do you just have to, does he give you a plan and you go away and train on your own and you chat here and there, you know, like how, how do you work with your coach on a typical kind of training program? Like, do you go to the gym yourself and practice and then go to the the pool yourself or is it a bit more of a training camp or you know how, how, do, how are these things set up uh, there's a lot of actually we need really a good capacity of adaptation because schedules are still sometimes complicated because uh, uh, my physical prep coach work with a lot of athletes and he has some trip with other teams so he's not always there my diving coach either because he's the the main coach of the diving club here so he's he has some trouble with other athletes also um like every specialist with who i work are not available all the time and even i with the kids uh, there is some time that we really privilege the time with the kids like the spring break or other thing like this so we have to put the schedule of everybody together and try to make it fit but for sure, when I do not have my coach, I keep training, but I have my homework. We think about the homework before they go like this. I, even if they are not there, I can keep working. And yeah, but like the plan has to be really um, adjustable. Uh, it's really one of my main challenge because, you know, being a mom, there's so much uh, thing that we didn't predict that can happen. So I, I take it day by day. I do my best every day. And at one point, I'm going to be ready because there's no chance. Like, if you do everything you can, you, everything going to go well, you know. But it's hard for me to predict long term because my main challenge is to adapt with the day by day situation. But because of this, it put me really more into the mindfulness and present moment and make me benefit more each of my training so at one point we are ready but it's true some athletes really plan in in advance if they have a stable coach stable team but in my situation there's a lot of movement and i benefit from it it's really good that i'm good to adapt to different situations no that, that's great it's it's i love that you know that you you work around a problem, you know, that you're fluid, that you move things and you kind of actually enjoy the change and how different things are going to be, you know, that 
because you know that you have to fit things through. I mean, I was going to ask, like, how does becoming a mom and like marriage and things like that, a normal life, how do you work around that in your training schedule? Because, you know, you do so much and it's amazing to see the success you've had, but how do you fit your normal life around, and, you know, like looking after the kids and all the other stuff that you do around your training? You know, what kind of tips would you give to somebody who's, you know, in a kind of similar environment and they're wanting to, you know, go off and train and do stuff like that? Like how, what have you found that works for you to kind of juggle both sides of that life? One of the things that really worked well for me is to always start the day well with the kids. Like every morning, we walk till school uh, with the, I have the sleigh behind me and they can be on the sleigh or walk and and we go by the botanic garden. So we are in the nature and we walk like still a lot for kids. It's 3K that I make them walk and we talk and we have fun and we see the sun. So everything starts well. Then after they are at the kindergarten and at school. And at this point, I can start to focus on my thing. But when I'm with them, I focus on them. Like this after I feel, okay, I had a great moment with them. And now I can think about about me, about what I have to do. Then after I go for training, I really try to put all my, my training during the day, uh, during the week to do as much as possible while they are at school. But it's true that sometimes I, I have some work or conference or I work for the TV show here. or So sometimes I have stuff in the evening or during the weekend, but it's not uh, every time. So if this is an exception, it's all right. But I try to do not put too much in the evening to be with them in the evening also. But it's true that's really a, a challenge to uh, to put everything I have to do in a week in that week. But being efficient and what we do and really concentrate on one thing at the time, making it possible. Before, I was more stressed and less effective because I was thinking about too much thing in the same time. And now I'm really more in, in the mindfulness of the moment. And I feel that it's really the good recipe for me. And also for the time with my kids, we really enjoy it more. Because when we are together, together, we are really together and it helps us. And I feel that the kid has a good day at school because I make them move before to go. And and yeah, this is, uh, this is great for everybody. And also, even if I have a lot of things to do about my work or something, I really try to get a good night of sleep uh, because it helped me. Even if I have less time on my day, the next day going to be more efficient. So... It's a priority for me now, also the sleeping part. No, <laughs> oh, it's well, that's obviously a very important thing to 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 a lot of people. I love the way that you looked at that. You know, it was the you spent time with your children. You got centered. You know, you you built the the experiences. Then you got moving. You taught them about like the health and to be to walk and and you know get used to nature and it kind of calmed you then you know you've got the blocks of time once they're at school for what you want to do and how you need to do things and then you set very strict training times and family time you know i think that's sometimes the problem a lot of people have is they try to juggle both 
So they, they're not fully centered, if that makes sense. You know, they're not with their kids mentally when they're there physically. They're maybe thinking about something else they need to do. Whereas I like how you've set it up that when you're with the ch- the kids, you're very, very st- strictly with the kids. You know, you're having the experiences, you're building memories with them. And then when you're training, you're training. Um, you know, and you sort of you're juggling the things in between, but you make the kids a priority, and I, I, I love to see that. So, how do you incorporate everything into your week? You know, when you're doing this, do you literally think, okay, on Monday I'm going to go to the gym, Tuesday I'm going to go and the pool, or is it literally a case of just whenever you can fit it in? Uh, it's it's whatever it's whenever I can fit in, but it's always planned like. Uh, I always take a time at the end of the week to all to all plan about the week that is coming. So like this, I'm sure that I use every part of time that is available. Um, and I, I all organize. Sometimes I have to do some reservation for the pool or for the coach. Or, so it's really have, I have to take a lot of time to organize my time. Also for the kid, you know, if I need the, a babysitter when I'm gone or the time that I organize thing, I think it's really long, but it helped everything to go well in place when we need them to be less anxious and to, to know that everything going to work well. So there's really a, a thing about organization for sure. More we have to think and to do, uh, the more we are organized and the better it is. I love, you know, how you kind of blow that out of the water. You know, some people will say, oh, I can't do that. I can't go to the gym because I have kids. I can't do X because, you know, I've now got to look after the kids and they let their own health go. They stop going to the gym because they're spending more time at home and stuff like that. And I love how, you know, you're teaching your kids that, the joys of being out in nature about asking questions about going out and walking you know and building that healthy habit and it, it, it's lovely to see and it's and it also shows that you know life doesn't stop just because you become a mother that you can, as long as you you know can put in the systems and the procedures and the rituals to make sure all the the normal life is taken care of you can do amazing things and you know the success you've had is amazing, you know, and you just go from strength to strength. I mean, how did you find that initially? Did you find any struggles juggling being a mom? And, you know, did it ever make you want to stop and just become a mom full time? Or, you know, is a passion for training still strong all these years? Uh, Actually, it's sure that sometime we are more tired than we would feel like it could be great to have like just the the time of enjoying being a mom but it's also really great to keep improving stuff about myself because I think it's also education you know education is not uh, only what we say it's always what we are and what they can see about us so I think it's important that I stay focused onto my dream and that I work hard Uh, but Yeah, for sure, there's a lot of challenge. The main challenge uh, was really when I quit Cirque du Soleil for doing high diving, it was really a financially big challenge because I do less money than when I was on show with Cirque du Soleil for now. But for my family, it's still better because I have more time with them and we live 
we travel less because we travel for years and we felt that we needed to be more grounded in one place. And I keep traveling, but for a shorter trip. Uh, so for the family part, uh, have switched with high diving is better. And for me too, because I'm really passionate about it. Uh, but for now, there is still a financial uh, challenge because high diving is not... Um, uh, an Olympic sport yet so we do not have like the the National Sport Federation support like Sport Canada is giving help to athletes in Olympic program but because our sport is not I do not have this chance and also uh, there is still not a lot of sponsors involved into uh, high diving for women. So this is more a challenge for now for the women than for the men to be in high diving. Uh, so yeah, uh, financially it's more challenge and also it's a little harder because this is not stable uh, amount of money and fixed amount that arrives. So if we try to do a budget, it's really sometimes more scary. Uh, so because of this, I have to take a lot of other jobs as an autonomous worker. But everything else that I do, I still love it too. I do some conference, I do a TV show, I write some articles, I do some publicity. Like everything I do, I really like it. But if I could do little less to have more time to focus on my training and my family, it would be easier. So for now, there is still that challenge. But it's, it's going to change. I really hope to get more sponsors. And I really hope the sport to become an Olympic sport. So I think it's it's a challenging part of it for now. But it's worth it for everything that we see happening into the sport. And just for for the satisfaction of doing this, yeah, it's worth it. Like to, finally, money is, is the only some... It's mathematics, you know? I'm happy in my life. I have good time with my kids. I feel that I do something that can really motivate people and have a good influence on people. So that's a way more important than money. I love that. Yeah, I love your outlook on life. It's it's so refreshing to see that you're doing it for the pure joy of it. Obviously, if you got better paid, it would be helpful. But I mean, how do you feel about that? You know, because you see diving in the Olympics and things like that, but. Why do you think, you know, your version of diving hasn't been made into an Olympic sport yet? You know, do you think it will in the next wee while? Or do you think there's challenges to bring, like, cliff diving into, a, into like, more of a, a national sport? I, I really think it's going to be soon in the Olympic. Because if we look at the new sport that we have in the Winter Olympic, all the new sports are really more extreme. And this is what the crowd want to see. Like the crowds really like high diving as much as they like the new, uh, the new Olympic sport in the winter. So I really think it would be a good fit with the crowd and for the Olympic, they have to think about this also, what's going to bring more spectators and be more popular. I really think when high diving going to be part of it, it's going to be a, a hit. It's going to be really good. But we still have to keep uh, building the sport for now we do not have enough uh, woman, uh, enough country represent in the women category we need a little more country so we need more women from other places that are coming and yeah this is still a new sport with 
with the FINA and all this organization. So step by step, we're going to make it. I just hope it's going to be soon enough that I'm there <laughs> to doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... It's such a graceful and amazing sport to watch. You know, it's exhilarating. It's it's one of these sports that I I would love to see in the Olympics because, you know, to see the best in the world and the people getting the money to support them to actually focus just on their training rather than having to do additional work. You know, I mean, you there is some amazing risk factors there you know when we look at what you're doing it's phenomenal that you can do such twists and turns without you know getting seriously injured but i mean you've had some injuries in the past and you know you had um you had a neck injury quite recently so how do you recover from that you know how do you come back from an injury and make sure that your diving's back to up to standard. You know that you're not worried that you come back stronger and more focused. You know how how did you recover from your injury? I think the first thing about the injury is really to take our time. Like we always feel that we have to go back really fast. Like we missed it, and we wouldn't like like to take a break for a while. But really, the secret of uh, of my um, healing is that we did really step by step you know it it's true that it was something really important I couldn't go even if I wanted to go so I had to listen myself my body and I had to be well surround like my I saw a physiothera physiotherapist uh, osteopath acupuncturist and like I really had to have a good team around me and I had to keep working even if I couldn't do diving. I did a lot of rehab. I did a lot of visualization. I did a lot of physical prep for the part of the body that I could to be sure that I do not lose every capacity that I have, only the one that I cannot work on. Okay, we take a break, but we keep uh, bring and keep improving some, some addition that when I came back, my visualization was really more solid than when I stopped. So even if my body was not totally back yet, I was more consistent already when I start to train because I was really more prepared and more focused. So this is already a big advantage. And also we have to really readapt the way that we work because knowing that, okay, this part of my body is more sensitive. So I cannot put too much work on it. So there is some exercise and physical prep that I do not do anymore. I have to find other exercise instead. And I have to think differently about high diving. I cannot do as much high diving as before, but I still can do as much diving as before. So I have to compensate, do more diving instead of high diving and being really focused on quality and high diving instead of quantity you know so but i think it's all a mindset and when we are grounded we do not need to do 40 dive like if we do one and it's already good that's okay you know no. so i just had to change the way i think and i prepare and the way that i see the sport and everything still can fit we all have a different recipe that's going to make it work for us and I had to change mine, but 
two different recipe can be good enough, you know? So I have my new recipe now and I think this is the good one for me. I love that. You know, I love how you kind of thought, well, I'm injured, so I need to work on what I can. You know, you still, you didn't give up. You thought, okay, I'll focus on B, C, D rather than A and F, you know, and then you went there and you worked on the stuff that you could work on. And I I love how you kind of just take everything in your stride. You know, you're very fluid with things. You kind of go, okay, this has happened. This is how I'm going to come out of it. And I think that's why you do so well. It's, you know, you're, you're not just stuck on a training program that you just take life as it comes. You enjoy being in the moment and I think that's something a lot of us need to do more of is be in the moment and, you know, just adapt to things and just go with the flow and kind of just let it play itself out. You know, and you go for quality over quantity. You know, once you've got the kind of plan in your head, you want to make sure it's perfect, but you don't want to overplay it. You don't want to, you know, to push it too far. So what? how do you train? You know, do you go and... Like, do you ever jump into like the kind of places that you're going to be competing from, or are you always just doing it in the pool and like the training gymnastics area? You know, do you ever go and jump off cliffs, you know, at all, or like, how do you mimic that in a training environment? Yeah, I would like to go more on cliffs, but you know, it's it can be dangerous if we do not have the right staff like we have in competition. Mm-hmm. And like in the nature, uh, this is more complicated because you do not exactly know how deep yeah. you are uh, in the water and if everything is safe. So I really more train in a in, um, safe environment. So it's really more like regular diving. But when I arrive in competition... Uh, for Red Bull Cliff Diving Competition, we have only one training day. So you really have to have your plan already, know what you need to do and be really efficient on it because there's only one day and after it's right away the competition. But if you did the good preparation in the pool with all the different steps you needed to do, one day will be enough. Like, it's all right because you're already ready. So everything's supposed to be all right. That day is only to fix little thing like the visual, which is different than in training, and the the feeling, the temperature, like to all put together in one day is possible if your mind that it's gonna be all right, it's gonna be possible. If you're thinking, oh no, one day is not enough, it won't work. You have to be really focused on the positive part of it. It is enough. I'm well prepared and it worked. It's crazy to think, you know, that you get one day and it's, you know, that's maybe the first time you've dived in that location. Because, like, in our heads, we think, oh, you must have done this heaps of times, you know. But, like, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and we practice drills so that when you're competing, you then remember, you know, you do it automatically. And I think that's the same, the similar sort of thing that you're doing. You know, because you've done it in the pool, because you've done it in the gym, you know that you're then able to do that when it comes to competition. So, so how does a competition work? Do you go and submit the dives that you're going to do beforehand, or can you change things? You know, do you pick what you want to do leading up to the competition, and then they judge you on that, or they judge you on the dive 
that you're actually doing in that moment? You know, how how are these competitions set up? Actually, the the main judge is uh, looking at the at the at the training, at the practicing day, and also if you want to try a new dive, everybody like the main judge and the scuba diver, everybody has to be aware because there's a bigger part of risk if it is something new, and uh, they know so they look at it, and the main judge approve if this dive is safe enough to compete it or no. So he has the final decision this is not the diver that decides this is really the main judge for the new dives uh, and the main judge look at the training and at the end we filled our diving sheet so there's our uh, number of dive it's each dive has a number on it uh, to describe the dive and the main judge say okay so the day before the competition we have to already have decide which dive we're going to compete. But the judge can say, no, this is not safe enough. You're going to do something else. So you have to be prepared. If you think you have something not safe, you have to have a B plan just to be sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing to see the, the care and the, like, the amazing kind of things that you do. But I love the way it's set up. It's got the, you know, the, the diving team. It's got the competitors. It's got massive crowds. It's, you know, there there is the fan base there. But what's it like with the other competitors? You know, do you, are you competing against one another? I mean, I've seen the camaraderie, the how much you get on and you push each other. Is it always like that? Or is there a sense of you're competing against one another? Or are you competing against yourself to be better than you were in your last dive? You know, how, how is it set up in, in, your, like in your opinion? Uh, this is one of the things I really enjoy the most about this sport. It's We are really proud of each other and we are really like a friendly community. Uh, we all work together for the sport to progress. So when somebody is getting better than you, it's mean that like she's progressing and I'm proud of her because she's going to make the sport progress too, you know, and people are proud. When I win, people are proud and happy for me. When another diver win, I'm proud and happy for her. It, it's really... It's, there's really the good uh, sport um, spirit in this sport. One of the main thing about it, I think it's because if it don't go well, it, it's dangerous. Somebody can really injure badly. So we never hope that somebody don't do well. We always hope that everybody succeed. And if everybody do their best, the real best going to be on the podium. But it's really... It's not that much about the ranking and our own uh, success. It's really about uh, the group success and what all of us doing for the sport. And we really well understand the challenge that the other athletes are living because this is a challenging sport. So we are really more comprehensive about the other than against. So, and yeah, like in everything that we do, the goal is to be better than than we were and better than us. So if we are satisfied about a competition or not, it's not depending on the other. It's really depending on what we can have a power on. 
So my objective when I go in competition are not based about position. They are based about things that I have the control on. And if I do everything I wanted to do, but I don't win, I'm still going to be proud of myself more than if I didn't mistake in what I wanted and I win. It's really about, it's really the a sport way and we work on things we can improve. And yeah, I'm really proud being part of this sport and feeling the camaraderie and people really uh, cheering for each other. And we need this, you know, when you are on the platform and it's stressful and you, you really like that people cheering for you. So for sure, you're going to cheer for other too, because they, they did cheering for you. So they give, we give, we give, they give. It's all together. We help each other. I, I love that aspect about it. When you watch your videos, you know, you see the the enthusiasm, how excited you each are for one another and how you push each other. And, you know, there's the hugs and the, like, the pure emotion. It's like everybody's so happy for one another that it's, you're just all enjoying the sport. You're all enjoying it being in that moment and competing, but you're all competing against one another. And I love seeing that. And I love seeing how you pushed each other and how you were so, you know, you liked, you were like, you were so happy for the, for one another. And it's rare to see that in a sport, you know, and that's what I think people like about it so much is that you're all driving each other, trying to, see what you're capable of doing and it's a it's a beautiful sport to watch so you mentioned earlier about you know that there's not the money that's there at the moment but what would you be looking for you know like say you could appeal to a business listening just now what would you want them to like companies to think about and support you how you know what would them giving money to help you build your brand, build like, you know, a training structure and things like that. Like what, what are you looking for in terms of sponsors and things like that? For sure. This sport is really followed and seen and has a lot of people and media exposure. So uh, for sure, a brand that decide to associate with an athlete, get a lot of visibility worldwide. So there's a, a large uh, advantage for the brand to go with the company. And for myself, if I go with a company and I decide that we work together, I, I want to be, uh, I want to share the same uh, uh, valor. I don't know in English, uh, value, no, not value. Like the, the thing that are important for you, the same, uh, I, I want to sh- share the same vision mm-hmm. as them. And I want, be involved with the company also i like to meet the people uh, give conference for the for the worker and i i would like to be a positive influence for all the brand and also giving them the visibility uh, with the competition and with other involvement with them and for me it's sure that it will help me uh, working a little less so being more focused on my training so maybe have even better result and it will help me also uh, I, I would dream about have a company that would help me bring in my kids on competition and my family because they, they look at it on tv but they cannot see me uh, real because it's so expensive to travel so for now they do not come with me so it would be nice having them with me also 
and for sure uh, building more uh, structure for training because on the a regular day we train on 10 meters sometimes i'm really lucky i get access to a 17 meter at the olympic pool but we would like to put a 20 meter to have the same height as in competition but we need uh, to have some money to can do this project also um, i i would like to build the outside training center on the cliff and have the the staff to be sure that this is deep enough and all the safety staff for for me but also to bring other people from Canada to become high diver because for now I'm the only Canadian in in those competitions so I would like to have the support to be able to help to have more people in the sport and we also have a setup at an outside pool that I work with the pool that we put a platform at 20 meter during the summer this is really great but the platform is really small and the ladder too so if we would have more budget we could but something bigger and more interesting for people to come train in. So there's a lot we, we could do with money for sure. For now we do we do everything we can and I really promote the sport and I feel that I'm an active part of the progression of the sport. But with more resource, we could do more and I would be willing to do more for sure. No, I love the passion. You know, you can feel the intensity when you talk about it and that you have some amazing plans and how you want to help the sport grow and make it become part of the Olympics and things like that. It's really great to listen to you because I was smiling the whole way through that because just listening to how much the sport means to you and how you want to help others and the community that it's building and you know you love like giving back and helping out and being a sort of ambassador for like the future generations it, it's lovely to hear so you you are an ambassador of a number of causes you know and you do motivational speaking how has that sort of changed you as a person you know how does like going and speaking and in fact these companies and stuff like that what have you learned about yourself and life by doing these kind of talks at the beginning when i start to doing this somebody asked me to do and i really did it because i wanted to to uh, uh to do it for them because they asked and i was honored but i was also stressed because i wasn't thinking i could be good to do to doing it but after after once, I really realized I love it. I really like it because, you know, I love the people. So this is another way to meet people. And this is a chance to inspire people. I can share my story and my vision and they can take part of it and really want to have new goals. And there's a lot of good comment, comments that I have after and Sometimes people write to me with my Facebook page and say, hey, I did this because of you. Like, this is really a chance to have, like, the power to give power to others. This is really sharing for the other to to do stuff and be able to share with people. Like, this is all a positive chain that I'm in. So it's really, really great. And also... I was missing doing some shows because like the competition are kind of shows, but less big, like less artistic than Cirque du Soleil shows. So when I start to do my conference, I put 
also the artistic part uh, of me in and I have fun with it. This is my own show. I play character in and there's a lot of surprise, a lot of laugh. We really have a good moment together with the people. We share a good moment. So yeah, for me, this is really a good opportunity. And this is a way also to to giving back to others. And this is really good to feel that I have a positive influence on people. I really, I'm honored that the thing that I do in my life interests people as much as they hire me to come and talk about. And they even like more my sport and they, they like more my personality when I can really talk with them. And this is all positive. This is really a good thing that happened to my life to get the chance to, the chance to do this. No, I mean, I, I love the way that like you can feel the passion and it's great to actually get a chance to, you know, for these kind of places to actually learn about what goes through your mind, how somebody that trains, because we often see it on TV, but we don't always understand what goes on behind it. You know, we only see the dive. We don't see the, you know, the training, the juggling of like life and training requirements. We don't see the hours of work that you put in at the gym. We don't see the stuff that you do with your kids, the travel and stuff like that, because we only see that three or four seconds of the dive. So it's great to actually learn more about it and see the, see what you have to put into it to make yourself successful. And you should be extremely proud of yourself because you're juggling stuff that most people stop doing anything, you know, because when they become a mother, they say, Oh, I can't, I don't have time to train. And then, you know, you're showcasing that it's possible. You know, you're building a brand, you're, you're a mother, you've, you know, you do some amazing things with some charities, you do some amazing, like, you know, motivational speaking, you're looking to, like, bring on the future generations and stuff like that. And it's, it's amazing what you're doing. You know, you should be super proud of yourself. And I think this is why there should be money in this sport, because of people like yourself, you're a great ambassador for it. So would you be happy then if your kids decided to go into this or would you want them to do something else? Um, this is a good question. I think for sure it would be great because I'm in love with that sport. But, you know, for for now with the education, we really try that they try a lot of different sports. Like the, the change of sport every session, we try something new because I really want to give them a large, uh, a large uh, amount of different sport that they know what is it and they know how it feels and they learn to learn also. I want that they are not afraid to learn new stuff and to change and to see all the capacity. And this is really good for their self to develop different ability. And after, when they're going to have tried lots, they're going to know what they want to focus on and it's just going to be better for them, for their progression to have done a lot of other stuff. So for now, the main priority is moving. We move as much as possible. We do sport and activity and family. And we learn, we make them learn different sports. And after they're going to decide what they want to do. But for sure, if later they want to decide high diving, I would be happy. But I'm going to be also really careful and want them to take their time because I know this is dangerous, but I'm going to be sure they do every step and they take their time and it's done safety, safely. 
So it would be great. Yeah, my my uh, teenager, he did circus already with me. He worked with Cirque du Soleil. We, we were doing some shows together and it was a great experience. And it was really nice because we were together in the same show. It was amazing. And yeah, if I could dive later with, with my kids would be awesome. But the main point is not what I want to do and what I like. It's what they want to do, what they like, what they enjoy the most. If it's something that I even do not know, great. I'm going to learn it with them and it's going to be something new in our lives too. The, the main point is just discover, move, be healthy, be happy. No, I mean, I just wish there was more people like that thought like that, you know, that you just kind of gave them like the the keys to learn about life and just it was the focus was on them you know i think some parents try to relive their life through their kids you know they tried to get they they try to make them do stuff that they wish they had done and live their life through them and it's it's really refreshing to see how you're kind of you won't force them into it you know you don't want them to keep the legacy or anything like that but you're more interested in facilitating them to go off and be happy and give them the tools to find out what they want from life and it, it's fantastic to see so we've been talking for over an hour now and it, it really does feel like five minutes you know you were worried about your english and i think you know you're really clear i can understand everything you say it do you think like everybody should learn a second language because you know you speak is it um french canadian originally Yes, I think it's really important and I would like to to talk more. You know, when I was in circus, uh, I've learned Spanish and Russian, not really well, but still enough to communicate. And it was like, it's so great to have the capacity to communicate with different people. We are all human and we all have stuff to share. And this is great to have the chance to do with as much people as possible. Also, when I travel, I have the chance to travel to so much different place. And I really want to be able to say, hello, how are you? Thank you very much. Uh, it's important for me to try to learn at least the minimum to be polite and to show that I'm interested about them. You know, I have mm -hmm. the chance to go visit them. So, yes, I think at least the second language is really important because it gives you a way more option but if we can learn even more uh, it's it's really a good uh, opportunity my kids learned better than me the spanish and the russian when we were on tour and it was amazing to see them communicate with the other kids and the artists and i was really proud of them so uh, i think communication is something really important for for human you know so <laughs> As much as we can share with other, if we have more language to doing it, we can do it more. So this is really nice. So what um, do you think you've learned more? Like, you know, from learning a second language, they say that it changes the brain to learn a second language because you have to change the way it's set up, you know, to, to have two different languages. So it actually makes you more like people with who have a second language are usually more intelligent the way that their brain, I'm trying to think there's a take the exact reasoning for it, but basically usually people who have more than one language are smarter than people who don't. So do you think 
that's helped your diving, this kind of understanding of the different languages? Does it help you learn things a lot easier than compared to anybody else? Oh, I think for sure uh, learning English really helped my high diving because this is an English world. Like all, all the athletes talk in English, like almost nobody speaks in French. And the coach also and the terminology in high diving is really in English. So, of course, this part helped me directly, but also the capacity of adaptation that we need to learn a new language we also need a capacity of adaptation in sport and in high diving. This is mainly about this because we change so much different place, different weather, different height, even for the competition. This is between 20 to 23 meters. So it's always changed. So as much as you're good into develop new capacity and adapt to new situation, uh, you're going to perform better. So for sure, a new language is a good adaptation. So it it goes together, I think. I love that. Well, I've got a couple of last few questions now. What do you want everybody to, listening to take from this? You know, because I hope it's changed people's opinions about things. But what what would you want them to take as the sort of go home message? You know, what do you want people to remember from this interview? But first of all, uh, I would like to remember and you too that I'm thankful for this interview. Really, it's it's nice. It was a good moment. It was nice to share uh, with you. And I'm glad and I'm thankful for the people that took the time to listen it. And one of the things that has changed my my mind is really to realize that like everything is possible. You have to know what you want. But when you know what you want, just make it happen there's a way that it can happen you just have to find you have to have some tool you have to have some helper but it is possible so don't think that it's not possible or too complicated or that you're not able everybody is really able of doing what make him happy and what his goal and aspiration just have to be focused on it and give give us the chance go for it i love that i mean it's it's, it's fantastic to see, you know, and I wish you were like a much more well-known star because people would get such a kick out of learning more about you and, you know, you motivate and you inspire so many people. And I think it's a shame that there isn't more money put towards us. So I really hope it does become a more mainstream sport soon because people like you deserve this. You know, you deserve the chance to succeed and to push yourself and get the training facilities and things like that. But my second last question is always my favorite one. Is there an unusual fact about you that you, you know, that people are really surprised to hear? Now, you've lived an amazing life. You know, you've done Circus Soleil, you do high diving, which are unusual in themselves. But is there something about you or a fact about you that really surprises people when they hear it? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I really not have, I don't have a, um, an idea right now <laughs> if i think about something i would tell you but um yeah i don't know <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you suddenly think of you know like you'll be walking like to school or something maybe in a week's time and I can say, oh, yeah i should have said this. <laughs> it's strange because 
I can't think of myself. Like I have some things which you know you you don't know yourself that they're interesting because it's about you. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you because it's your life. You don't think, ah, no one will be interested. But when you say it, your people are like, wow, I didn't realize that. You know, and it's I love sort of hearing these kind of things. Um, I mean, I really cannot thank you enough for doing this. It's been really like I love learning about new sports and meeting new people and doing things. And I really hope you know you've kind of shone a light on like how amazing the sport is how amazing you are for doing what you do for being a mom but doing circusily plus doing high diving and doing some amazing things you know things that people only dream about you're showing it's possible and it's it's brilliant so my last question is um if somebody wants to keep in touch you know if a company wants to get in touch about booking you or promoting you how can we find out more information you know how do we follow you on social media how do we get in touch and see your future projects yeah first of all everybody is really welcome to get in touch with me even if it's only for a question or to say hey i listened the interview like i'm always super happy to have people communicate with me uh, there is my instagram account this is Lisanne, uh, just a, a little bar, bar down and Richard. So you can find me there. There is my athlete Facebook page also on my name. Uh, there is my website. On my website, you have the link to my social media or to my email. So my website is www.lisannerichard.com. So, uh, yeah, uh, everybody is welcome to communicate with me. And if there's somebody from a brand or a company that would like that we work something together, it will be a pleasure. You just have to write me. Uh, and, yeah, it, it would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really cannot thank you enough. I'd love to have you on again at some point. We can look at, like, you know, learning new skills and we can go so many different avenues, but I just wanted to get the first one to get people to know you because you're doing a fantastic thing. You know, you do some amazing dives. You're building a brand. You're building a great community there. And it's, I really like to showcase what you do. And I, I think you should have, you'll have won over a heap of new fans, you know, and uh, I really hope that you get the funding that you deserve and that, you know, you can take it from there. Um, I'm really grateful for you taking the time and I'm I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. It was really a honor. I'm uh it was a nice moment and I thank you for your work, your good preparation and yeah, I'm really um uh, I feel privileged being part of you. And do you have any competitions coming up? Um where can we see you dive next? Yes, the first Red Bull Cliff Diving competition of the season is in the Philippines, uh, uh, 13 and 14 of April. So it's going to be live on Red Bull TV and also all the social media of Red Bull and my social media, we're going to put some update about this. And uh, not so long after, we go in Ireland in May and we have nine competitions this year seven with Red Bull Cliff Diving and two with the FINA. So it's going to be a big and challenging year. What amazing location. And it's really great to have that much competition. It shows a sign of progression for the sport either. Uh, so people are, are welcome to follow and 
and write to me and cheering for me and for the other divers. It, it will be perfect if they follow the sport. Well, I can't wish you anything but success. Um, you know, I really want to see we go from strength to strength, and I think you're going to do amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.